six, it's gone beyond the 615, so. At any time now. You ready, Carla? Yeah. Go ahead. Resources Committee to order at uh, 615 on March 28th. Councilor Tillerson? Here. Labrie? Here. Roy? Here. Kenia Costello? Here. Krampitz? Here. Having a quorum. Uh, anyone on Zoom? Oh, okay. Um, Cynthia, you can stay there or you can come up and join us. Okay. Yeah, I'm waiting for her to come up. I'll, as soon as she comes up, I'll wait. The Human Resources Committee will start on at 6.15 on March 28, 2023. Uh, the mural appointment of Cynthia Labrie as a member of the Planning Board to serve in such office for a term expiring on the 1st of March, 2028. Welcome aboard, because you're a reappointment, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, we used to this this last two years or so, uh, they wanted everybody to come in whether they were uh, a reappointment or not. But prior to that, if, if they were a re, if they were reappointment, we everybody was satisfied with them. We just voted them through. But they they, they decided to make a new rule and everybody has to come in. I just didn't want you to feel as though you were being punished. No, no. <laughs> so how do you like? Go ahead. <laughs> How have you uh, liked your uh, tenure on the uh, planning committee? I've I've liked it. I mean, I haven't quit. <laughs> get along with everyone. And, it's gone by yeah. very quickly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, get along very well with everyone. That gentleman in the back give you is that gentleman in the back give you a hard time? No. <laughs> very knowledgeable. Yes. Well, that's no, don't do it. It's going to go to his head. Be careful. <laughs> Frank. Any questions of it? Um, yeah. <coughs> no, I just want to thank you for uh, thank her for her service all these years. Um, nice to have a ten-year person on a board. Uh, brings a lot of experience to the board, uh, especially for the newcomers and stuff. So um, we appreciate you, and we just wanted to bring you in here to tell you we appreciate you and thank you. Uh, thank you. And we're not related, by the way, even though we have the same last name. We're, we're, not, re we're not related. No. Sure isn't your daughter? No. Right. Well, thank God it's not a blizzard. 
Uh, oh, glad to have you back. Oh, thank you. Motion uh, approved. Those in favor? Aye. Roll call. Concept the hand doesn't come. I know. You got to verbally do it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Roll call. Councilor Tillotson? Here. Yes. Marie? Yes. Roy? Yes. Kenia Costello? Yes. Krampus? Yes. Congratulations. You know the process to come back to sign in a book and all that business. Mm -hmm. Okay, take well, thank care. Thank you. Good Pick luck. up your check while Bye. you're in there. We've got about Can 10 minutes. Pass it around? Yeah. Do we have to pass it around? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize this is a new color green. I wasn't. It just fooled me at first. Oh, that's what it is. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, 28. Boy, I'll tell you. He's even got his title in here. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You can use that on St. Patrick's Day. It'll, it's a crummy looking green, though. Oh, I think you got to bring it back to Beth. Yeah, but he's oh, okay. Oh, all right. Just have to uh, motion to adjourn. Adjourn. Adjourn the meeting. Yeah. Do we do we have to roll call it too? Yeah. Roll call. Yeah. Councilor Tillotson. Yes. Labrie. Yes. Roy. Yes. Kenia Costello. Yes. Rampage. Yes. And meeting is adjourned. Yay! Oh, All right, Krampus. Well, the next one will be nice and short, too, right? Eddie was going to come on soon. About 15 minutes, and Eddie is not even yeah, too much, huh? Thanks. Six minutes left, so this is, this is good. Plenty of time. Seven minutes. Yeah, okay. Too bad. Try to do it as best you can so you don't have to hang In the trash. I meant to throw just a HR. Oh. Yeah. oh.
any action. What are you going to do? People don't drive properly. They don't think what they're doing. I don't know. Even with these bumps, it, it, you can sell them. They don't give them shit. They don't slow down either. They were, they were fleeing from a stop.
Jim, how are you? Hang in there. Good to see you. Are you ready? Carla? Okay. We'll call the Ordinance Committee meeting to order on uh, 328. Get the late date. 328. 328. Yeah. 23. Yeah. Okay. Um, Councilor Tillotson? Here. Councilor Scrampets? Here. Dobos? Here. Labrie? Here. Roy? Here. First ordinance uh, we're going to deal with this evening is Chapter 7 Ordinance Revisions. I don't think anyone. Anyone on Zoom? No. Oh, okay. No, no counselors are on Zoom. Indicated to me that she was going to be on Zoom, so I, she's waiting for the her issues to come up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The first one is uh, August second ordinance with October eighteenth approved re revisions and November seventh ordinance committee revision. Uh, to group one and second paragraph, chapter seven ordinance revisions. Includes the adjustments to salaries for the president of the city council, city councilors, vice chairman of the school committee, and the school committee members. Also includes <clears throat> change to group one, second paragraph related to the future salary adjustments for elected officials. How do you want us to handle this there? First vote will be lump sum increases for the school department and the city council. Okay. So if you want me to read it, I certainly can read it. Sure. Yeah. So what you're considering tonight is an increases for the president of the city council, which is currently 13,000 proposal, which will be effective January 1st, 2024, which is the next election season. We will go from 13 to 15,000. City council, which are 12, it's currently 12,000. The proposal is to increase that to 14,000 per city councilor. Again, effective 1124. And the vice chairman of the school committee is currently 6,500 per year. And the proposal is to go to 8,000. Again, that would be effective January 1st, 2024. Member of the school committee would currently 6,000. The proposal is to go to 7,500, again, effective January 1st, 2024. That's question number one, the increases for the city council and increases for school committee members. That's the proposal that's up for consideration, obviously. Any discussion? Overdue. Yeah. But yeah, I we had uh, these discussions um, a few months ago when it first came up, but there was a uh, on how transparency mm -hmm. and complying with the state. Here for anybody. Question to Sharon, if you don't mind. What's that? 
City Question. Auditor through the chair. Yeah. Public record. How long has it been since the councilors had a raise? Long time. <laughs> a very long time. Yeah, it's, I think I think that's about right. About 16 years. 17. 17. Up okay. there. Yeah, it's close. Right. Thank you. Is there anyone here for public input that wants to speak? Uh, Lisa Bienvenue, 34 Everett Street. So I filed the open meeting law complaint because of the way that it was presented. My issue is not whether or not you get a pay increase. It's the transparency that the public needs to know what you're doing. So I know you guys were told... <laughs> The mayor's attitude was a little flippant at your last meeting, but I still don't think anybody knows. I, I, like, I knew what this was about, and I read that it's about pay increases, but at no time in this order for ordinance does it say that you're looking to do pay increases for 1-1-2024 or what the increases are going to be about. I, I'm just saying... I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be a problem with anything. And I really, I really don't have an opinion for or against you getting pay increases. You guys work like the Dickens and you have a lot of work to do with what's going on in the city. But I think we're losing sight of the fact that the public needs to know what's happening. We don't need to guess what's happening. We need to know what's happening. And more importantly, not just for, for increases or things like that, with what's happening on the streets in this city, I know all of you want something to occur to improve safety in our city, which means that you need community backup for it. The mayor can't do it. The city council can't do it on your own. You need to get the community behind you 100%. The only way to get the community behind you for anything is to be have open, open, open dialogues with the city to let us know what's going on. Because then we're, we're going to support you. People aren't going to say, geez, should they get a pay increase? Should they not a pay increase? I know you guys are working like a dog. You are working. The question is, do people know what's happening? And if people don't know what's happening, they don't want to support anything. So that, that's just my thing. And that's why I'm, why I'm doing this, because I think it's important. My idea of transparency might be different than what everybody else's idea of transparency is. But I mean, I knew what was going on, and I still didn't know what you guys were doing with this. So it seems like you just feel like you, you had to kick it back because the state told you to had to kick it back. But it was like you don't understand why the state felt it was so important that you kick it back and go over. So thank you. Yeah, sure. Something, Jim? Yeah, I couldn't see it behind. Okay. Yeah, you can, okay, I got you. I just wanted to make it known that I'm the one that writes the orders and the ordinances. And every single time I do an ordinance, this new way of doing it where I only have about 
three inches of space to write a whole lot of information. And I'm still waiting for somebody to tell me how I'm going to be able to do that on 630 for all the budget changes that are going to be with this meeting. What I've been doing since I was told by the city clerk that every time we did an ordinance, I had to give it in its entirety, where in the past, as Jim knows, or anybody that's been on the ordinance committee long term, we used to only do an ordinance for the section we were changing, and it was very clear what you were doing. When I was told by city clerk that I had to do every ordinance in its entirety, and yet we were taking things out of order because everything didn't pass, it became very convoluted. So what my office started doing is every time I did an ordinance, we attached a spreadsheet, what it was, what it is now. So there's no question for anybody what was happening and find out that city clerk was not putting that with the agenda online. I don't know why that is. I think there was a question about there being confidential information, which there is none. So I don't know why it wasn't happening, but that would solve a whole lot of these problems if we could just figure out a way to get that with the agenda when it's posted online, because it's very clear. Jim knows I, I do it every ordinance and no one's seeing it. And I'm like, why am I wasting my time? So I just wanted to get that out there that it is being done. It's just not being disseminated to the right people. Thank you. No other questions, motion to move it. Up to well, I'm through the no. chair to our attorney. Yeah. The points that were brought up in public input. Order should we back and ask it to be refiled with more detail on the actual salary increases? Very specific. It says the topics are sufficiently specific to reasonably advise the public of the issues to be discussed at the meeting. So we're discussing adjustments to the salaries for the school committee persons and the city council. This has to give you an opportunity as a public an opportunity to say that's a topic that I'd like to participate in and have discussion with. So it's a subjective type of analysis. Does the fact that we stated specifically salary adjustments for the specific people that we would be discussing, does that reasonably advise the public of what we're going to be talking about? Which we did in yes, we did. this order. Yep. All right, I just want to you know, get clarification on that. Thank you. Motion on the floor. Motion on the floor. Yeah. Anybody motion to accept, yeah. You made the you motion, yeah. Anybody want any comments on this? Well, let the public know what the salary will be increased to. So good, you, good evening, everyone. Paul Winspear here. Paul Winspear here. Yes, go ahead, Paul. Um, I just want to add a comment. Um, so I, I appreciate her input. I'm a very firm believer that transparency is clarity. It's a mantra I actually live by. It's how my... My department operates well to the degree that we can. We're a human resource department, of course. But um, you know, with with that said, I think I think what we take from this is obviously this is a learning experience uh, for for some of us, and um, and and I, I truly value the the opinions of the public because you know what we do as a human resource department is to best serve the workforce so that the workforce can best serve the public, right? And um, you know, while the information within the study is, of course, scientific and objective in nature, 
uh, how that is how that is, that is deliberated and considered um, obviously has to meet the requirements as set forth by the state and, and by the public. So um, I wanted to take the time to, to, to thank her for, for voicing her concerns um, because they're valid, um, you know, fairly so they're right. And um, I also, you know, in, in terms of the, the explanation that the auditors provide, that's, you know, which is also fair and right. I know she's one of the hardest working individuals in the city. So um, that said, you know, I just wanted to express my gratitude. I'm, I'm on this meeting tonight because if there are any questions as it relates to the study, as it relates to the numbers, I'm happy to answer those. Um, that's certainly my duty and responsibility, but I did, I did want to communicate so that she understands that, that she's certainly heard to, uh, I, I'm a very firm believer that participation in the face of change are, 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 are tantamount to each other. Um, I figured that's just something I'd like to express to you all. So I, if there are any questions, by all means, ask. Thank you. Okay. Yes, if we need to, we will. Sure. <clears throat> I, I don't think for, from what I heard from the public speaker uh, that this that she would know what we're talking about here. We haven't really read it even. I'll read it to her now. What I mean, I mean, it's this is group one salaries for mayor, treasurer, collector, clerk, assessors, president of the city council, city councilors, 12, vice chairman of the school committee, school committee members, shall be adjusted every three years, effective July 1, 2024, by the sum of the preceding three years, percentage wage increases for the administrative employees collective bargaining unit agreement. So this will, this is gonna be an automatic raise every three years to based on whatever, and it's gonna be tied to the administrative employees collective bargaining unit and agreement. Um, <clears throat> I think that makes it clear uh, to anybody that's listening, uh, I mean, I like it, but this is what this is what it says. Uh, I don't think that anybody here that's at this meeting or is on a Zoom would be able to say that they didn't know what was going on. So again, Group One salaries for mayor, treasurer, collector, assessors, uh, president of the city council, city councilor, twelve vice chairman of the school committee, school committee members shall be adjusted every three years, effective July 1, 2024, by the sum of the preceding three years, percentage wage increases for the administrative employees collective bargaining unit and agreement. So this will become automatic now. There won't be any 15 years wait for a raise increase. Uh, something will happen every three years. And uh, I, I can't imagine that the committee would Vote, vote, vote against it uh, when it's already in, 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 it will be in play at that point. Bob? Yeah, question, is this similar to what the state employee does? Anybody know? I think we have to vote on item number one. Okay. Let's vote on one first. So, so one is just the uh, increase, the initial increase. Right. For the public to report. Order. One is the, the council increases. Posting, it's all elected officials. 
Okay, so you want to do the school committee and his counselors first. Okay. Some increase. We Motion. Right, so do you want to you want to put it on the floor and then come or make it two votes or one vote? Two. Two. Okay. First one would be. Uh, one piece may pass. Okay. So the group salaries for the mayor, treasurer, collector, assessors, president of the city council, vice chairman of the school committee, school committee members shall be adjusted every three years, effective July first. 2024 by the sum of the preceding three years percentage wage increases for the administrative employees collective bargaining unit agreement. Okay, that's the second order. So we're going to order. We we're going to vote on order. the first one first. That was out of order. Right. <laughs> okay, I don't want to get blamed for it. Yeah. We need a roll call vote on one, right? Seconded, as I understand it. I'll read. Motion made and seconded to approve. The salary adjustments as follows. President of City Council will go from $13,000, which is per year as it currently exists, $15,000 effective January 1st, 2024. Remaining city councilors who are currently receiving $12,000 each year, $14,000 each year, effective January 1st, 2024. Vice Chairperson of the School Committee, which is currently receiving $6,500, will be increased to $8,000, again, effective January 1st, 2020. The remaining school committee members are currently $6,000. They will increase to $7,500, again, effective January 1st. The reason for January 1st, 2024 is those raises will be effective with the new council once it's elected in November, as well as the new school committee, which will be again. Those raises will be effective for the new City Council and the new school. We just need a roll call. So moved. Roll call. Yeah. You called for the roll call. roll call. Okay. Councilor Tilton? Yes. Rampitz? Yes. Dobos? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Roy? Yes. I vote, right? Yeah. We're going to sign it. Yeah. All right, take that one up later. Okay. okay, so we're going to do 
uh, is Group 1, Salaries for the Mayor, Treasurer, Collector, Clerk, Assessors, President of the City Council, City Councilors, 12, Vice Chairman of the School Committee, and the School Committee members shall be adjusted every three years, effective July 1, 2024, by the sum of the preceding three years, percentage wage increases for the Administrative Employees Collective Bargaining Unit Agreement. Yeah, sure. Again, this, uh... Where does it say that? where it says administration, administrative employees. That's what you're talking about, everybody? I don't see their names group, listed. Group one salaries. Mayor, treasurer, collector, okay, go. clerk, okay. Group assessor. one, okay. Yep. All right. Read that again, Jim. Group one salaries for mayor, treasurer, collector, clerk, assessors, president of the city council, city councilors, 12, Vice Chairman of the School Committee, school committee members shall be adjusted every three years, effective July 1, 2024 by the sum of the preceding three years percentage wage increases for the administrative employees collective bargaining unit agreement. So that, uh, the raise according to this thing goes into effect July 1st. Is that correct? All future raises for all elected officials. Trusting, and again, not approving this is. <coughs> Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. What is that outside index? That we okay, so this doesn't give anybody anything at this point. That's a proposal that was came from the So, <clears throat> if we were, if we pass this tonight, what, it means that something as as of July one would get to be affected. What would be affected? Everybody? All elected officials. Okay. Right for fiscal year 2025, Jim. They would yeah. follow whatever the preceding three three years were for the administrative employees collective bargaining agreement. Usually, it's like two two two. Uh, it's been for the for okay. the last how many number of years? It's been two two two. I mean, if people are complaining that they don't understand it. Well, I want to make sure I understand it. No, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> if the audience can't understand it, it's like going to a movie and they can't see the movie. You know? <laughs> you know? Uh, 
So we all have to know what we're what we're buying into here. I think. I'm assuming this to mean not to flood in. I'm assuming this to mean it's the accumulation of three years at July of 2024, based on the way it's written. So it would be a six percent after three years. Preceding three years at July of 24, right? Which is FY25. I mean July 1st, following one. Can I, through the chair, uh, to Paul Windsor? Paul? Yes. Paul, are you on? Yes. Yeah, could you explain that? Uh, you know, we've just read it. Uh, is there anything that is incorrect or uh, we did not say right on that? Um, well, I, I, I had messaged earlier. I, I couldn't really hear what the attorney was reading. Um, but if I understand this correctly, I think when I well, well, I know when I presented this, I presented some options. And in the last discussion, amongst those options, um, the council considered uh, the the option of having perhaps there be a cola based on the accumulative um, average of the preceding three years tied to the administrative unit. So right. Yeah. So if first, you know, in, in, and in the example that I had provided in the materials I had submitted prior um, articulated that, for instance, if the collective bargaining agreement had twos across the board, you know, and we're doing this every three years rather than every year consistently, the COLA in that case would have been six percent um, because it's not happening in a, in, in a rolling COLA where it's at two years every year or two percent every year. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, I understand. So, you know, and just to explain it, you know, counselors are not going to get a raise every year. Every three years, it's going to be adjusted by the preceding three years of the administrative employees collective bargaining unit. That is correct. Because correct. the council can't negotiate, right? So they're not really tied to that. They can only approve monies, but they're not the individuals that actually negotiate. So they're they also not. Um, and the design of that framework as an option, and again, these are just options, but as an option, the design of that framework was to tie it to an, an objective measure that can't be necessarily uh, uh, dictated by the council per se, right? And that is the populace of the workforce falls into the administrative unit. That is the, 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 the majority in terms of your largest bargaining unit falls into the administrative and laborers unit really. So UFCW for, for it to be more precise. Um, but the council approves monies, maybe, perhaps, you know, that's what the council does, but they can't they can't bargain. And we all know that. So to tie that to that, tied it to an objective measure that's not, it helps, it helps eliminate any, you know, concern of of it unfairness, if you will. Um, and again, that's an option. There are many ways that you can go about this, and I will emphasize that again. But if that is the option you are all considering, so long as that can be done, um, then, you know, and that's presumptive that if that can be done, then that's what that framework work would look like. Okay, one other question. I mean, if the, if the administrative employees collective bargaining unit does not get a raise, that means the council does not get a raise. That is correct. Correct? That is correct. Okay. So I, I think it's pretty clear, uh, you know, in my mind, but... Uh, We'll put it out there uh, for discussion. Mr. Chairman, uh, thank you. Um, I, I can't vote for this part tonight because the last time, I don't know if you're the board of members, this, the last time we discussed this, 
Um, the Massachusetts State Ethics Commission says we cannot do it in this way, and there's a few reasons why. Uh, first of all, it, uh, bargaining through a contract, it, it's not an objective measure. Um, there's several conflicts of interest uh, with doing this. First of all, um, we vote on the union's contract. Uh, the mayor proposes it, we vote on it, right? Um, so that alone makes it not objective. Uh, also, every three years would mean that we, there'd be times where we would vote on the contract and we would get a raise in the middle of our term, right? Which is an ethics violation, it's against state law. Uh, so I, I called the State Ethics Commission the last time we discussed this and I asked them if we were allowed to do it in this way and they, they told me that we cannot, this, we, the state will not allow us to pass this in this way. I just want the board to understand that. I'm not opposed to tying our, uh, tying a, a, a elected official increase, elected officials, to some index, I'm not opposed to that, but it cannot be tied to a contract. It is against state law. I, I did check, so I want the board to understand that. Uh, our attorney can double check. You know, the board doesn't have to trust me. Uh, our Paul Winspear can double check, uh, but the state ethics commission will not allow us to do this in this way. I did check the last time we discussed this. I don't know if the board remembers that. And uh, surprisingly, even McAuliffe agreed with me. I don't know if the board remembers this. It's very rare that McAuliffe and I agree. Um, the, the state will not allow us to do it in this way. You know, I wasn't prepared for this tonight, to be honest with you. I would like more time to think about it. I, I, I thought we were just going to vote the other one again to make it work. So, but I, I'm not ready to vote for it tonight. Uh, if I have to abstain or whatever, that's that's fine. But uh, I didn't expect to get into it tonight. To the call of the chair. Don't do that because you never. I may never call. Yeah, go ahead. Two things. I, I mean, I agree in tying it to an index of some sort because every time we've come up with this issue of raise increases, you know, not it becoming a lightning bolt issue, uh, a raise in a number of years, increase, but they keep forgetting that we haven't had a raise. So I think tying it to an index uh, is a good thing. Um, that may be uh, getting more research before we actually vote on the question. So we don't uh, put. Uh, and then the only thing I was going to uh, uh, ask, since we kind of broke this down into two questions, uh, is that if there's you know, public input on the second part, it would probably be a good idea to hear it. Question on this portion of the order in the public that that would be. Yeah, we should bring it up now, since it is really two two issues on one question. So we got one person for the public. Come on down. I might as well. Uh, Lisa Bienvenue, 34 Everett Street. Um, it's it's what Councillor Dobas said. <laughs> tying it that that was the big discussion at the at the meeting the last time was tying it um, to the collective bargaining unit. And then I was thinking, like, who does the bargaining? You know, is the mayor involved with the bargaining? You know, so is he, is, and he's saying, you know, that he's going to be getting a pay increase based on it. There's so many conflicts there um, to do it that way. And there's, and there's the additional issue of, because um, Attorney Garvey said that, that what the motion said was all elected officials, but what it says was for elected officials. That's what this says. So again, especially the first part was 
confusing, but at least it said what positions are available, though, you know, um, that, and um, to this poor woman's uh, credit, I wasn't trying to, you know, I'm not, and I agree with you. If you're given that stuff and they can attach it, they can attach the agendas online. That backup material should be online because that was from the state. Also, they said you you know you you say that you can see the stuff online, and they went and looked and they couldn't even find the ordinance online. So, um, you, you know, if you read their full decision, there there were a lot of holes in the arguments that came. But um, for that second part, there's no way of knowing. You know, when you say elected officials, you know who the who the heck are you talking about? You know, is it everybody? So people wouldn't even know that that's what you're looking to do with the with the second part of it. I mean, that's that's truly opaque. You know, that you can't see anything in that at all. So, um, but that's from my point of view, and and I try to be lenient with you guys. You know, but I, I mean, we're talking money here, and money matters to you, and money matters to us. And money matters to everybody here. So, thank you. Any other discussion? Uh, go ahead. I'd just like to mention yeah. something. As I hear what I'm hearing, it sounds to me like first vote is going to pass and the second one isn't. And I hope that that's the case, that they don't just table the second one. I hope they defeat it and start from scratch, or else I'm getting to the point where I can only revise an ordinance so many times with so many dates that it becomes so convoluted. This is the reason nobody knows what they're looking at anymore because we're taking things from the past and so many ordinances have, has, have passed since this ordinance, other things that have been added into here. And I don't even know what to do with it anymore. Do I leave it in? Do I take it out? Because it's still sitting out there. It didn't pass. So I'm like, yeah. how do I write this? And that's what's happening. And that's why this new way of doing it in its entirety every time is a nightmare. And I'm willing to do it, but if you're not sure you want to vote something and you have no clue how, what kind of index you're going to tie it to, <laughs> I just want to ask you a plead with you, since I'm the one that has to do this, that you defeat that second paragraph and go back to the drawing board and ask for some index ideas from HR and go from there and just pass the first vote. And that way I can take the second paragraph out of there and we can go back to the drawing board. That's what I'm hoping that you do, because otherwise, I, gotta figure out what gonna I don't know what I'm going to do. I just need to know what they're going to do. There's too many revisions to this, as you can see. August 2nd, November 7th. There's just been too many, and it's no one. That's why no one knows what's going on, what's what's even in here anymore. I, I, th I think one of the purposes of tonight's meeting is to is to just. Sorry. Uh, let, let, the, let the attorney talk. What we're trying to do here is get an idea from the council's perspective. Is this even something that you want to consider? So we obviously understand that tying it to an index that has to do with the administrative contract is not a good idea. We, I think we all agree that. But one other thing that you should consider when you're discussing this, is this even an item that you want to take up? Should we tag it to the consumer price index, a portion of the consumer price index, something that's completely out of the control of the city of Chicopee. Should we tag it as the state legislature does, the way they tag their future increases? Is that something you want to explore? 
just kind of have to give us a little direction as to where we're going. Is this just something that's dead in the water and all future increases will continue to remain as they do now, which is an order from the city council? Or do you want to consider tying to something completely separate and independent from the city? That That's the purpose of, of the meeting. Paul wants to... Mike, uh, Mike Pease, 33 Bonneville Avenue, Chicopee. So this has been an incredibly difficult issue because as we said, 17 years, no one would get a raise because it was a lightning bolt issue. No one wanted to take the stance to do that. So what the administration did with HR is try to solve that issue in a fair, equitable way to make things fair, make things transparent. We've looked at the study, we looked at the salaries, we tried to have an automatic increase like the state legislature did. We're looking at indexes and ways to do that and how to time it. We thought a three-year waiting period would cause the city council not to vote on the increase that the next council was getting because the contract timing was a, usually a three-year contract the council would vote on it, but the raise wouldn't become effective until the next council was seated after the election. So we thought we had the ethics issue figured out, but you're not voting on your own raise. That's why the three-year timing, that's why it's not a yearly increase so that the council's not voting on their own raise. That was the reason why we did the three-year waiting period. We thought about the cost of living index. At the time, Inflation was running about six, seven percent. Now, how is it fair to give elected officials a six percent raise when the majority of your workers are only getting two, two, and two? So why should the elected officials get a bigger raise than the people who are actually trying to work and provide services to the citizens of the Chigabee? Since that's the biggest union, since the raises is based on what the city can afford, we use the administrative unit because if that's what the city can afford, the elected officials should be getting the same amount as the workers. And that was the rationale behind using that contract. If it doesn't work, if you don't agree with that, that's fine, that's your decision. But that was the rationale behind why we went forward with this proposal, because we thought it would be fair and equitable. Every employee in the city would basically be getting the same amount, elected officials and union employees, you wouldn't be voting on your own raise. And that's what we thought. I mean, I guess there could be a circumstance where you don't give a three-year raise. We could only give a two-year raise. And then that would mess up the timing and then maybe it would be an ethics violation. But that was the thought behind the proposal that we presented to you. Anybody on Zoom? Paul? I'm back. Um, so, uh, Councillor Dobis, I'd like to have a conversation at some point um, because I respect I respect the research that you've done to, to figure out whether you know this was something that can happen if it couldn't happen, um, and and how that works. I've had conversations with the State Ethics Commission. They've given me some options since um, since that that news was brought to my attention, but um, you know. What, what I do understand of it is that you can tie it to a index, but how you do that has to be determined outside of the parameters for which the elected officials can 
garner control, right? And that is, and and if for some reason that is through a bargaining unit, um, even though there's a committee that negotiates those units, I actually I, I had that committee uh, committee with uh, um, with law, but um, law and, and chief of staff. But as far as as the you know what the options are, essentially it it was exactly to what Mike Pease articulated, right? And that is we've we've tried to explore avenues for which we can create some kind of a concurrent system a, re a recurring system if you will more accurately said so that going forward you know this is not a matter where where individuals that work a body of work that do i respect what all of you do there you know you are you all have an obligation to your constituents and 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 uh you know you are the reason why this city runs and and, and i think and i think your constituents know that right so um in terms of how that works for you all, it's something where that body of work has an associated value and a system for which that can actually monitor and in progress with time. Um, because when I first conducted this study um, with the HR department years ago, uh, at least it feels that way at this point, um, it was uh, something where, I mean, there were some individuals that were not getting year, uh, raises for almost two decades. I mean, that's quite some time, but it's not the matter what, but the matter how. And I think that's what we have to answer. Um, and I think that's even what, what you're articulating, Councillor Gomez, is that that's the question we have to answer. It's the matter of how, not the matter of what. Um, and, you know, I certainly am not one to, to apply redundancy or a lack of efficiency to the body of the work. Trust me, I'm a person that drives for, for innovation and technology. Um, but, you know, I think if we go back to the, if, if, it, if it is strike down entirely tonight, you know, my team can go back to this table and come up with options that can make it through ethics that can make it through, um, you know, all the requirements. And I am more than happy to communicate that with the public um, because the, you know, I, I listened to Lisa, I listened to the individuals that spoke tonight and they're, they're all valid statements and, and, and that's fair. So I know you all do a body of work. I know you all want to see this done. I, I know that, that, that this is not something we want to keep visiting a million times. I know our city auditor does not want to make uh, uh, a trillion edits and, and revisions and tracking of such, um, especially with the body of work that that, that job holds. Um, but, you know, I think it's not the matter of what, but the matter of how that we have to answer. And if that means we need time, then I, I, I would suggest that we take the time to do so to make sure that we do this right. I know that I presented options, but again, options are options. And it doesn't mean that they're all of them. And I have mentioned that a few times, but I think if we look at all that and we find something that works, this can be done with, and it's my—it's certainly my objective to do so. Uh, through uh, the chair to our attorney, uh, is there something that we could write to the ethics, or you can talk to the ethics and get something in writing? Uh, you know, I know Councillor Dobaz brought up, you know, what they said, uh, and you know, we all know. I think we've all called the ethics at one time or another and write their name down and, you know, they give me an opinion and, uh, you know, that's their opinion. Uh, and then you might call on another day and get a different opinion. Um, I've done that. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I have too, uh, you know, and, uh, so I don't know if we can get something definitive cause I kind of like this idea of tying it, you know, to the administrative, uh, you know, group there. Uh, administrative uh, administrative employees collective bargaining unit. You know, uh, it's not tied to you know the cost of living or whatever. But I think you know 
to for the future to get qualified people to run for this job. You know, the people that have stayed around, and I'm not going to name names, for 17 years and ha- didn't get a raise, that, that's dedication. Uh, you wouldn't walk into a job at uh, any business, you know, in the, anywhere and work for the same price for 17 years. Uh, that's showing you you're not doing it for the money. You are doing it for the concern out of the city. And, you know, I think we, you know, all do that, you know, to a certain point. So I'd like to see it get tied in. So the future keeps, you know, getting qualified candidates because, you know, people look at our salary and, well, geez, that's a lot of work for for that. And there's no, I might have to wait 17 years for a raise. Who would run, you know, if that became public out there? Um, So I'm just saying that if we could get a definitive and I don't know how uh, the auditor would feel about, you know, postponing it to, till we get that, would that increase that workload on your, um, well, it'll just be like what revision number five. Yeah. You know, uh, and it's being backdated. Defeated. And I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I can certainly give them a call with with Paul's direction as well, and see if we can get an opinion as to whether or not this is something that they would consider in conflict. And I'm also concerned. I thought he said he already. Oh, he, he, right. I mean, I, I can't understand yeah, I, I, what he's I saying. I mean, he's not telling the truth. No, he, he's telling the truth. I think what what his issue is is that this particular contract is negotiated, yes, by the mayor's office, but city council appropriates the funds. So indirectly, we do have some involvement. And so whether it's a direct conflict or it's an appearance of a conflict, I mean, I have no problem if you postpone the entire order to get a di- to get an opinion on the posting itself and on whether or not tying it to an administrative contract where we have some involvement would be appropriate. I, that's probably the best way route to go, which would be to postpone it, the entire order, give me a chance to speak to the attorney generals of the uh, state ethics commission and see if they're in agreement or disagreement with our opinion. And you're talking about the second half of the, even the first half. I mean, if there's a, if there's a question that, the public didn't understand what we were going to be discussing on the first item. I much prefer to get the attorney general's opinion before it goes for a full vote on the city council. If there's a question, I think we, she's right. We should be transparent and I may think it's transparent, but unfortunately I'm not the final arbiter. They are. So to try to, to, to try to resolve both issues, I can get both answers within you know, a week or two, we could put it back on the agenda. You can write it too, okay? Councilor <laughs> yeah. Costello, uh, I agree with the chair. I agree with Auditor <laughs> Riley. I think that on the second, I think on these particular, follow her guidance in regards to writing the ordinances, um, and we should respect her suggestions. Because 
When she read the dates, I mean, my goodness gracious, it was November and... Yeah, it's getting crazy. It's getting crazy. So it's crazy. Whatever... And now we're talking about doing it again, tabling it again. And it's just, there's like five versions of the same ordinance. And if it's not working, yeah. let's defeat it and start from scratch. That's, I mean, that's what I'm suggesting. I'm not a member of this committee, but I do have a lot of respect for Auditor O'Reilly. And I can understand where she's coming from and just go by her guidance and make it so that it's easily transparent. Thank you. Uh, Frank and then. Well, <laughs> three well, three I, people I, I, ago. Gonna, uh, I'm sorry. You need a mic. I'm going to agree with. Uh, you need a mic. Too. You need a mic. I'm just. I'm going to agree with Mary Beth and um, which uh, with our uh, auditor, because I think it, the best thing to do is just to kill it all tonight, put it in order and right away order that the whether the chairman would put an order that the uh, our attorney and them look into with state ethics the proper process to move forward with this whole thing would be the better way to do it. And then it's all clear. We won't go back to this happened there, this happened at the last meeting, this happened. This, let's start clear and have the chairman put a new one in that orders them to look into whatever you write in and get, let them put what they want to look into and start over. And I, and I think once we get that done, we're going to get this done quicker than going back and forth because Dan's going to get some uh, opinions, okay, and an opinion. But with with Paul and him working together, I just feel that we'll get our answers by working with the state and just starting right from clear because I'm confused myself. So um, I'm hoping that we defeat it tonight and just put an order in right away. We'll have it at the next meeting. And what's a couple weeks um, just to get it clear because I, I guarantee you, it's not going to get done the next meeting either if we don't clear it up and start over. Thank you. So some food for thought. So and going back to what you're saying, I have a call ethics commission and one person disagrees with another person and said, well, that's his opinion. So they all have opinions. It's not necessarily rule and fact and you have to do what they say. It's their opinion. And that's why they say it's an opinion. So that said, so food for or the caveat here is the mayor negotiates our raises. So if we're going to tie are raised to something that's negotiated mayor, then I can see where that's not clean hands and arm's length. So why for the next round, I agree, defeat it, clean it up, start fresh, but make it two separate orders. The first half should be its own order because it's a lot simpler to deal with. And the more controversial one, the trickier one, which is the tying it into something should be a separate order. So that one can get worked on while one's passing through. Um, but how about putting something in that every three years, the council reevaluates its salary but should never ever be higher than the current salary raises of the employees. So it's not tying it directly to their contract, but when we decide to negotiate or figure out when our next raise will be, there's the, the, the thing is that it says in the ordinance that it will never be more than what the employees make. So that'll protect the employees in us, you know, because we shouldn't be getting more than them, obviously. Um, but waiting every, and I said this last time, it's, you know, people are screaming about the bulk thing. Well, we got to have something in our charters, which is, I was hoping would happen, it's something would be in our charter that triggers the discussion for the raise. So it doesn't necessarily have to just trigger the raise itself, but we need something in writing that triggers the discussion so that we can have it without doing these 20 year lump sum raises. Um, because on the surface, it looks horrible. When you look at the reality of it, it's probably in not, in, not in our favor at the end of the day, because you can only go up so much before it's ridiculous. Um, so figure out something where it triggers the conversation with the caveat that it will never be more than what the bargaining units get for their raises. And that keeps it arm's length, clean hands, and it's, 
I think it's pretty transparent. Except you have, <laughs> you have to make it clear which collective bargaining unit. Right. Well, no, it doesn't. All, all right. Well, you never more than the lowest bargaining okay. unit. That, Put it that way. We get the we get only more. get the lowest raise. The lowest city employee gets the right. Some people get three. Some people get two. Whatever. Some people um, get more. You know, some of us got zero, but uh, so you can write it very vague but specific at the same time. Trigger the conversation, but make sure the protections in there that'll never go over the lowest paid city employees raise. <clears throat> share to our attorney. Um, I guess we wanted to vote in the negative on all of this. Now, we would have to vote to reconsider Correct. our first vote. Exactly. And then I believe there's already a motion on the floor for the second vote. I know we didn't vote on it, but I, I didn't, 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 oh, didn't make the motion yet. So, all right. So we would, since we're on number two, if we wanted to just cancel it out, we would vote uh, unfavorably on the second part, and then we would vote for re take a vote for reconsideration of the first one, right. and then go ahead and vote negative on that, and then that would basically cancel out parts of that. Order, so to speak. We could do that, or you could leave it in committee and give me a chance to speak to the Ethics Commission or to the call of the chair. If we have to file a new order, or we'll file a new order for the next meeting. I mean, there's, there's all other type of options we can do. I guess the question, I guess the concern I have is if the public still is unaware of what we're discussing based upon the posting, I don't really want to move forward. I, I thought it was pretty clear, but obviously the public didn't. So we need to get an independent. The, the, the state ethics commission is going to make a decision on it. So maybe we just leave it here. Don't put it. Don't put it on the agenda for the next meeting to make. Well, we would have to vote. Go back to the first vote, and we have to reconvene. Right. You have to vote to place it on file, or to the call of the chair and leave it in the committee. After the second part, and then do the same thing Cor on the, first, the first, part. first part. Correct. The vote to change Very it confusing. from a yes to leave it. <laughs> Correct. So before I have to get the AD for Sharon, can we just vote to kill it and not refile it till you're ready to give us what we need to file? That does the same thing what you want, but it doesn't make your life that much more harder for the sixth time that you know this gets rewritten. Well, if we just kill it, but not refile it, don't refile it till we're ready because we have. Months and months and months to refile it. I, I, I'm 100% in agreement with you. But if there's still a question as to whether or not our posting reasonably explained to the public what we were discussing, I don't want to go any further. That's my concern. I think it's fine, but we'll have to check with the state ethics to see if they're fine with it. I don't want to continue it to another full meeting if the post, the original posting, in their opinion, is not sufficient to the call of the chair. Both of them. I want to postpone to the call of the chair on the second one, take a motion to reconsider on the first one, take the vote, and then a motion to the call of the chair and leave it here until I can get confirmation from the attorney general on the two points that you've raised. One is the posting itself, and two, can there be any connection with any contracts through the city? 
That's what I'm trying to figure out. And if the answer, based upon what the answers are, I will, we will have to, re, if we need to, we'll have to refile at our next meeting. And this one will die in committee. Okay. I know it's complicated, but the concern I have is if the public doesn't understand what we're talking about, maybe we should stop now, get an opinion on that. And if the opinion is no, you still haven't adequately informed the public, then we have to repost it for our next meeting. That makes sense. Go ahead. My concern is um, no one here knows it yet, but there's three more ordinances coming for Tuesday's meeting. So this is where all the problem is coming, that we're taking things out of order, leaving things, new ones are happening. And it's getting to the point that no one knows what dates to use. And every time to try to make this understandable to the public, when I do a perfectly clear spreadsheet that says every change that's on the ordinance and no one sees it is baffling to me. And no one, not the city clerk, not you, no one has been able to tell me why that can't go with the agenda. There's no reason for it. There's no confidential information. It's no more confidential than what's on this ordinance. So why is it not going online so that this is never an issue? Because I do it every time I do an ordinance and it doesn't go anywhere. It goes down to the mayor's office, it goes to city clerk and they pull out all the backups because they're afraid no one has time. They'll have to hire somebody full time to go through it to make sure there's no confidential information. Our salaries are not confidential. They're public record. So what the hell? I don't get it. I don't understand why it's being pulled. And one day somebody just decided that and no one's ever seen it since. So I have to try to fit. And like I said earlier, what are we going to do on June 30th when we do the ordinance for all the new budgeted salaries? Where am I going to fit that on the cover sheets? No one's going to understand that. There's a hundred changes. How am I going to fit that on four lines? Every position, every change. I can't. That's why I do a spreadsheet attached. Common sense. And no one from city clerk, law department, anywhere has given me any indication why that can't go with it. That makes sense to me anyway. And I've been here for almost 40 years. I've, I've never seen anything like this in my life. That's the whole reason why we're still sitting here about this. Because the public doesn't know what's on it. Well, guess what? They should, because I do it. I don't get it. It's, it doesn't make any sense. So you said back, sharing up. So six, seven years ago, I filed that all backup material be included with our meetings, our agendas. Years and years ago, I filed that order, and it was rejected because of the conflict of interest or confidentiality. And who's they're going to decide who was going to redact any information that be redacted? So the easy answer was no. Um, but if correct me if I'm wrong, to our attorney, the open meeting law just states that we have to publish something that gives the public a reasonable knowledge of what we're talking about, not specifics, but just a reasonable knowledge of what we might be talking about so that they can come to the meeting to get the specifics if they want. Versus if we just say chapter seven ordinances, that's not, no reasonable person will understand what that means. Um, and our state laws are based on a reasonable person expectation. Um, so I think it's written right where, because they gave the positions and the fact that we're giving raises that gives people the ability to understand i want to go to that meeting like dan had said because it's re it's it, the reasonable person understands what we're talking about it's not vague it's pretty transparent on that part maybe not the other part but i only see that part on here anyway um so you know but i tried to do that years ago and it was shot down for that those reasons so sharon's frustrations are legit because you know she's been trying to do it not knowing that she was trying to do that <laughs> she had my back the whole time i didn't know it <laughs> but you know 
maybe there should be exceptions where we exclude, you know, some ordinances or some orders maybe don't have the backup, but some should have it, especially when it comes to money, you know, which is near and dear to everybody, every constituent's heart. Might be a motion for the rules committee to talk about. Through this night yeah, first. Yeah. We're still on number one, right? You're still on number one. Yeah. An hour. An hour. An hour. One. What is all done? The first part of one is done. Oh, I guess what we have to decide is do we want to postpone it or do we want to kill it? Go back and kill the, the first one. So I guess the, the, the problem is, is if you kill it, and the state ethics commission says, "Oh no, I don't." That a reasonable person wouldn't understand that. We're continuing upon the folly. So that's why I'm saying, if we stop it here, Sharon, I understand your concern about Tuesday. <coughs> I'll try to get an opinion from them tomorrow, so that if I have to file another order with more particulars, I'll get it before the next three. Yes, I guess I'll, I'll make the, since a formal motion wasn't filed for part two of item one, I guess I'll file, I'll, I'll file, I'll make the motion to postpone to the call of the chair for part two, which was, you know, linking future salary adjustments to the uh, bargaining, bargaining uh, contract so that the uh, attorney can get more information. Motion is to, to postpone to the call of the chair. Absolutely. All those in favor? Roll call. Roll call. Councilor Roll call. Yes. Rampitz? Yes. Dobos? No. Labrie? Yes. Roy? Yes. I'll make a motion for reconsideration of part A of item one, which was uh, the Raises in salary for the uh, uh, city council and the school committee. This would be a vote for reconsideration. Correct. Roll call. Councilors Tillotson? No. Rampitz? Yes. Dobos? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Roy? Yes. Now you have to make another motion to place on I'll, two. I'll make a motion to uh, place item one, section A, uh, about the uh, raises for the uh, city council uh, and the school committee uh, to be um, uh, postponed to the call of the chair. You don't want to come up with a specific date? I'll, I'll coordinate with you as soon as I get okay, the Okay, call it a chair. Fine. Okay. All right. I got it. Paul, please. Councilor Tillotson? Yes. Rampitz? Yes. Elbows? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Roy? Yes. They'll stay in committee. They won't go on. And solve Sharon's problem. Well, I thought it still shows up on the. Do we have to sign a motion for reconsideration? Yeah. So you want to write it up here? Yes. Motion for reconsideration. Let me sign it and you can have it back. Yeah. 
I forgot to sign it. No, I did sign it. Yeah, but we're going to do a new signature for reconsideration. Okay. And you you voted unfavorably on that yeah, one. On that one, I did. Yeah. Supposed to be a short meeting. Yeah. I knew it wasn't going to be short. <laughs> Hopefully, you had dinner before you came. <laughs> I did. I have no, I have no problem with Adam raises. I just it has to be legal. That's all for me. They, they told me it's not even close. That it's, it's just automatic. No, the ethics commission. The last time I called, they said it's, it's not even a question. It's just like an automatic strike they're going to strike it down that's what they told me i encourage everyone to call on their own but they told me it's not even like for discussion right you're 100 well we'll wait in here and if i mean if it needs to change then you know dan will file the appropriate order the index well clean it up this is for reconsideration <laughs> there's four all together or three four there's one uh, does anyone have the other? There's uh, the first half of one. Not in here? <coughs> in the folder? Yeah, underneath there. Over here somewhere. Yeah. Walk out. I don't have it. Carly, you don't have uh, the. Oh, yeah, this is just One, two, Motion approved, uh, postponed to the call of the chair, item one. Uh, not yet. I heard some rumors, but um, so far, just Shumsky. 
How many pulled for school committee, though? Um, last name is Faye. You pulled? What's that? Nobody for the school committee? No, no, somebody did. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. You're not. Sorry, true. I'm shame not. the devil. I'm not. Shame the devil. Shame the devil. Just the one I voted. No, I voted fair. This is just for the whole thing. It, yeah. To um, postpone the call of the chair for uh, item one. Item one, part A. It's hey, only Jerry, Jerry needs to sign it. Only take us an hour and a half. Did you, did you sign it, Jerry? Oh, yeah, please. I that is um, the um, report that I put in there. This the. Um, yeah, I believe it is. I don't know how to do any of that. Okay. Well, is that the Yes. Okay, I need that side. I can't. Oh, you, you, where was it? It was under the uh, book. It was all together. All right, thank you. Call for some coffee, sir. Responding to call the chair. My other pen. That's it from John Boyer. He just he just said to me no. Got one, I'm gonna flip it off. Two, three, four. And... Okay, I got file number one, Jim. Item number one is complete. <laughs> For now. For now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> item number two. Act chapter 88. Yeah, Display of flags on City Hall Plaza. Oil disorder. So you reviewed this, uh, Mike? I'm not sure exactly what you have in front of you, but I did send an email out on the 27th on Monday. There was a letter that we had sent to you after the prior subcommittee meeting, yeah. which added a section. 88-5D, which addressed Councilor Flam's concerns about the length of time a flag would be on the pole. We tried to add that in as an amendment to the one that was submitted by the mayor <laughs> to add the uh, requirements that was requested of the subcommittee. All this stuff. And answer their uh, concerns. Is it in there? Uh... Yes. I don't know what you're looking at because the original one did not have it in there, but the email one, I added I it in and sent it, in, it to you. I just want to make sure.
The city will endeavor to display other flags for a period yes, of five Yes, that's correct. That's yes, that's correct. That's, okay, that's so the complete that's one. Yeah. Right, right. So th this issue has to do with the raising of our flags. So as I think the last meeting, I think the mayor may have explained to you, there was a state Supreme Court case that came down that essentially said if the city wants to fly flags other than the U.S. flag, the state flag, and the local flag, <clears throat> you have to have some type of process in place so that you're not discriminated against one party versus another. So that prompted the city to put together a proposed ordinance to decide how and when flags other than the U.S. flag, the state flag, and the local flag would be flying. So that's the purpose of this particular ordinance, to decide how is that going to be run? How are we going to do that to make sure that there's no discrimination upon anyone who wants to fly a flag? So that, that's the purpose of the new ordinance. This covers that. It does. It's very similar to the one that was passed, I believe, in Boston, in, I believe, Worcester. Okay, so I think we're okay there, then. If I could just add to uh, Attorney Garvey's comment, the issue in Boston was that having a flagpole and allowing every flag to fly made that public speech and subject to freedom of speech requirements. So when a religious organization asked their flag to be flown, the city of Boston could not say no. When the Church of Satan asked to have their flag flown, the city of Boston could not say no. They thought that would bring discontent and would look like official statements of the city of Boston based on them flying these flags on their flagpole. So what this ordinance does and what it very clearly states is that this is not freedom of speech. This is not public speech. The flags that are flown outside of the city all would be official government speech and would have to exemplify what the government wants as a message, not what the public can have as a message. And that was the issue with the Supreme Court in Boston. And that, this is okay. modeled what after we Boston. What we have here is okay. Yes, this is, this is almost exactly what okay. Boston right. recommends and what the MMA recommends. I want to make sure we did yeah. it right. Yeah. What? I'll make a motion to approve. Tillotson? Yes. Krampus? Yes. Sobos? Yes. Roy? Yes. Free? Yes.
I'd rule in. Yeah, you signed it. Okay. Good. Okay. That was coming in. What is he? Oh, this is the new uh, <clears throat> information from DPW. Uh, uh, this yeah, was written by them, and uh, they've approved this. So this is the new language that they want for a bulky waste and so forth, and yeah, that's why that's the order there. First. You got to read the order, Jim. Yeah, okay. Uh, delete Chapter 1, 6913E, and if in certain places there are bulky waste such as discarded furniture, mattresses, large electronics, tires, floor coverings, large appliances, and similar items can be picked up through the city's curbside bulk pickup program. Disposal of construction demolition de debris Commercial bulk waste, hazardous waste, and regular household trash are not eligible for pickup and shall be the responsibility of the owner. It was written by uh, the DPW. No, that was written by me. The, the revisement came from uh, San Cooley Sanitation Department. Yeah, we got a revised one. Right. It was friendly, friendly amendment. This is on Zoom. Revised one. Anybody on Zoom? Liz. Hi. Liz? Hi. Uh, it's Liz, DPW here. So, um, no, no, uh, no discussion on this one. I think everybody's in favor. Well, you want to read the revision? What's that again? Are you going to read the revision into the record? Okay. Yep. All right. Sure. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Bulky waste, such as discarded furniture, mattresses, large electronics, tires, carpeting, and large appliances may be picked up curbside through the city's residential curbside bulk pickup program. Construction demolition debris, commercial bulk waste, and hazardous waste will not be picked up curbside and are the responsibility of the property owner for disposal. Property owner may also dispose of bulk items privately at local transfer stations oh, and recycling venues. In front of you. No, he wrote my order, but now he's got to read the revision. Somebody, somebody on the I'm, I'm sorry, Liz. I think actually one of us on the committee has to read the. Uh, That's okay. Order, I read it. So I, I apologize. I'll I'll read it. So uh, is this the? Yeah. It was revision. This is the uh, proposed revisions uh, to that uh, bulky waste, such as discarded furniture, mattresses, large electronics, tires, carpeting, and large appliances may be picked up curbside through the city's residential curbside bulk pickup program. Construction slash demolition debris, commercial bulk waste, and hazardous waste will not be picked up curbside and are the responsibility of the property owner for disposal. Property owner may also dispose of bulk items privately at local transfer stations and recycling venues. It was the revised uh, uh, wording for the ordinance uh, from DPW. Superintendent. We need a motion to amend the... Uh... No, so it would, if, when someone makes the motion, it would be a motion to um, 
as to the amended language. I'd like to make a motion to use the amended language in the uh, ordinance. Uh, oh, yeah. As amended. As amended. No, Fliz wants to comment on the change so that she can explain what the change was. Okay, Liz, can you comment on the, the change for us, please? Uh, the change was just to clarify and be more descriptive of what our current program is. That language was from an older program that we don't, in, in its entirety, is not exactly the same. So this change was just to, um, to better describe our current in-place program. Yes, we need to update the city's uh, website because the language I got was straight verbatim off the bulk program pickup flyer. So that's why, you know, it basically says the same thing. So obviously it's perfect. Um, but I only got the language from the city website. So I didn't make it up. Okay. <laughs> I'm not that good. You already made the, the motion. No, you're not that good. Yeah, motion to approve amended language. Can we call the roll call now, Dan? We're, we're yeah. That's the order you should be signing. Carla, can you please? Um, motion to approve. Okay. Motion to approve the amended language. So Councilor, please call Councilor Tillotson? Yes. Frampus? Yes. Dobos? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, was there public input? Okay. I want to make sure we forgot too far ahead. So. Um, can I say one more thing? Labrie? Uh, I'm sorry. Yes. And Roy? Yes. Is there something you'd like to add, Superintendent Batista? Yeah, I just wanted to, to correct myself. I did misspeak. Um, Councillor Christian had submitted revision to the old language, and we wanted to just make it his revision line up more with what our current um, program is. I wanted to just apologize. I, he, he did revise yeah, it so that what he wrote wasn't the old program, it was an update, but it didn't, we wanted to just mo be more detailed. So just for my clarity, so what is online is the actual, so I can refer people to that, that is actually good stuff there? That well, now we'll- online or the flyer online? That still good yeah if it's on the website okay yeah it's but just, i'll make just sure that it's updated cut. if it's okay yeah i didn't know it was updated thank you another one in the books <laughs> another one bites the dust Oh, four. Four, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, Give me four. three. I need 
We had ordered that the following questions shall be placed on the no November 7th, 2023 ballot for the city of Chicopee. Shall the city of Chicopee vote to accept the provisions of section 6C of chapter 40 of the general laws, which authorize cities and towns to appropriate money for the removal of snow and ice from private ways, thereupon open to public use. Mr. Cushan, you want to speak on that? Yes, so I saw this order after learning that um, those roads that we have not accepted but are open for public use, you know, get to point A to point B, um, we cannot plow those roads without accepting or accepting the state law that allows us to do that because, uh, as you know, we can't spend public money on private uh, ways and right. private expenditure, you know, for private betterment. But the law does allow us, and I'll be filing another one for the potholes because it's two separate chapters, um, but the, the state does allow us to maintain the safety of those roads by plowing and removing of ice that the public has right to use. You know, a public or a private dead end street, the public has no use of, but those that do go from point A to point B, um, where the public has access to, um, we can, with the acceptance of this chapter, plow and, and sand and salt those roads legally. Otherwise, we're breaking the law because we're spending public money on private ways. So learning that, and there's a lot of the communities around town, we all learn at the same time. I know South Hadley is in the middle of dealing with this too, because we're all like, oh, we didn't know we were breaking the law. Um, you know, you don't know until you know, right? So um, the, to keep the city from any kind of you know, liability, um, when somebody gets wise to it and starts reporting us for spending public money on private uh, issues, um, I figure we should adopt this so that um, we can do it. Now, this doesn't mean we have to do it. It just allows us to do it if we choose. So whether we choose or not to choose to do a private road, that's up to us. The law doesn't force us to do it. It just gives us the opportunity to do it legally if we choose to do so. So, and that's why it just, it's the way it says, it doesn't say you have to, it just says we can appropriate the money for that if we choose. So it's not an end all be all, it's just a stay out of jail card. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Liz, yeah. Ms. Elizabeth? Yes. Comments? So, Comments? Yes, I'd like to. So I understand um, Councillor Cushane, what he's trying to accomplish here. That, as far as I'm concerned, and my direction to my staff is we don't actually plow or maintain currently any road that's not accepted not that is considered a private way that is not part of the city's right-of-way system and so by opening this up and i think that we're creating a bigger issue especially with newer developments um that technically uh they become their private ways until the city um accepts them and they're given to the city um and they've completed and uh, meet the regulations set forth in our ordinance for subdivisions. Um, but, you know, we dealt with for when I took on this position, there was a neighborhood that was um, off of Burnett Road that is under still under the ownership of the developer. And we had always plowed it. And now it's been 20 years and the developers never finished paving it. We have $100,000 sitting in an account 
that he was forced to set aside um, just in case he didn't complete the project. But now $100,000 won't get us much. And the road now needs to be um, a um, uh, regraded and everything. The binder course needs to be milled out and needs to be regraded. And, you know, that's a significant cost. And even in older roads where uh, the city is not in ownership, we go through with plows and we damage, you know, the curb or somebody's grass. Now we're forever now responsible for this property that's not actually city property. And I feel like by passing this and opening it to the public for vote, they might not understand the level of, in my opinion, liability that we would be taking on or opening ourselves to if it was decided to, yes, we are going to do this. Um, and for have to have them vote on something that maybe they don't entirely understand, um, you know, I think it it just doesn't seem appropriate. Unfortunately, the state law requires this to happen in this way. I didn't know that when I looked up chapter, you know, 46C, it says C46D for the process to adopt this chapter. Unfortunately, it's not just something we can vote on. Um, the state law requires it to go to a vote, probably because they're using their money to pay for the private roads. But I do know we plow two private roads. Um, they're actually dead end. So even if this passed, they should be plowed on top of that. So that's just my concern is that we are plowing private roads and we're doing it illegally. Where, well, where if I'm, if you tell me which roads those are, we will stop because they should not be plowing any private roads. Well, NATO, in fact, replace, I know because I saw and I talked to the constituents. So those two, I know off the top of my head. Okay. NATO and factory place, you said? Yep. Okay. I will make sure that we put it on the list to talk to our, I think what happens is, is that we have contractors that we hire, that we contract out and they're not entirely familiar with which streets are which when they're out there. Right. They're not actual city, city, it's not the city that's plowing, it's the contractors who are plowing even an area that they shouldn't be. Right, no, it probably was because they said the way the job was done, it definitely wasn't city work. Yeah. Because the city definitely does a little more cleaning, you know, does, does a better job. Some of the contractors, as you know, aren't always the greatest. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Back for a minute. Yeah, uh, this brings up a, a, a good point that I want to bring up. Uh, maybe t well, a couple years ago, maybe 20 years ago, I used to plow for the city of Chicopee uh, as a subcontractor. And what happens, and I, I actually called you, Liz, on one of these, um, but what I think we should be uh, doing is uh, getting these city seals uh, magnetics on all these vehicles that they return them. Uh, because what happens is, I uh, remember I called you about a dump truck that, um, that was from out of, it was a contractor using it. It looks just like ours, um, doing, site, doing some streets. And plus we have um, other people that may think they're cities and they're not because I used to do my street on Barrel Lane with my own truck, um, but not for the city for my own time. So Liz, that would be something we should think about going back to uh, because people see that and say, well, it could be a city truck or it could not be because people buy these trucks from dealers that are yellow, just like a city one. And if they're on the wrong street uh, doing it on their own, maybe for they live on that street or something. But we used to just have a magnetic uh, city of Chicopee seal, a little one that says uh, a vendor for, I mean, a contract for the city of Chicopee. I still have mine, a piece of mine. Uh, 
But that's something we should think about in the future because uh, the other thing is, too, is them doing private things why they're supposed to be plowing for us. So yeah. that's something we should think okay. about. Thank you. So what is your recommendation that not to get it, not to do this is unfavorable? Mine would be unfavorable, yes. Unfavorable, okay. Mr. Chairman, before you do that vote, I just want to ask her one question. Do we have a complete list of what streets are not acceptable? Yes, we do. Okay. We have a so full list of all the streets. Can we get one for streets? every counselor? Yeah, I can have um, the engineering department is the one that manages that list. And uh, yes, I can have that list shared with you all. Thank you. I think we all would like to see that. Thank you. I have a question through the chair to our attorney. I think I had asked this before, but um, if there was suddenly a groundswell for this, could citizens do a petition to put it on the ballot? Because I know there were always two ways of putting a question on the ballot, not necessarily via the, I mean, the city council was one way, but if there was a petition that people signed that they could put it Generally speaking, yes. This particular statute, I'm not sure, but generally the answer is yes. I'm all set, thank you. Uh, I'd like to ask a question. Uh, uh, through the chair to, to our DPW superintendent, Liz. Mm -hmm. uh, do, uh, from last I heard, we had like 200 roads that weren't accepted. Uh, is that correct? Is that an accurate number? I, I, I'm not sure. Not, I don't know the exact number. Um, there's a, there's a lot of roads that are, they're part of, they've already been, it's kind of gets a little complicated. So there's, there's private roads and then there's not accepted roads. So not accepted roads, um, what may have been given to the city, but they haven't been fully accepted because they don't meet, like say the, the standards for an accepted street through the state. Um, but then we have private roads that are are encompassed by private property. And so there's there's a okay. couple of different types of unaccepted roads. So the number might be bigger. I, I'm not I, I can't. Why do I want to say it was like so right now we, we you said we don't plow unaccepted roads. We don't know the private oh, roads. Yeah, I... yeah, we don't we don't plow private roads. We don't maintain private roads. Right, but we have two different definitions of an accepted, a not accepted road and a private right. road. So an unaccepted road is still part of the city right away. So it's not considered so a those private get, road. get plowed. Yeah, but a private road, okay. one that's not, that's still, it's part of private property, does not get plowed. I'd like to, you know, see a list at some yeah. point, but, you know, it's the will of the board, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go along with it. But. Is there anyone for public input? Lisa Bienvenue, 34 Everett Street, um, I guess, through the chair to the to Superintendent Batista. So, I just, I guess I want to be clear in my mind, she's saying private roads, private roads, private roads on private entity, uh, entities, like you could have condominium projects that have a private roadway that's not part of the city road system. 
uh, you wouldn't want to plow. I, it, and she's saying that she's not plowing, but unaccepted roads that are part of the city system, but the, the construction of them is does not meet state state requirements. Those are being plowed and would yeah. continue to be plowed. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. It's, there's. So I, so I guess, so it's, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. So there's, there's, so use the example of the condominium, but the one that we use a lot is say a subdivide, subdiv, oh my God, a developer subdivides a piece of property in several, you know, lots. And when he creates this subdivision, he also builds in a road to access all these different lots with the intention of that road in the future will be given to the city and then the city will accept it. Those roads that, you know, are encompassed by, because then it's still, it's encompassed by private property, but it might already have a layout form, formed in this property. It's hard to explain without a map, like where I could show you some examples, but, you know, um, we have some older sections of the city where it like sawtooths where one property owns all the way to the other side of the street in front of the neighbor across the street. And then the next neighbor will own all the way to the other side up to the person's property. And it's sawtooths across the street. Those are also private because they're owned by each person that, you know, that their property line goes over the, the roadway. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> What's your recommendation on this one? To, but, not to pass it. To defeat, defeat it. it. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. No, I'm I'm ready ready for a motion. If... I guess usually in the past through the chair to our attorney, we would make the motion in favor of approval, and then if we wanted to not pass it, we would vote. Easy enough. Yes, we'll. Um, I'll make a motion to approve. Then you're going to vote in the negative. Yeah. Right. Okay, we can do it your way. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay. Councilor Tillerson? Yes. Rapids? Wait, wait. Yes, no. to defeat. No, that's not what you said, though. No. Okay. Did I just withdraw my motion and yes, would approve? The motion is to approve, so a yes would approve, a no would defeat. No would defeat. So, and you voted yes, so you wanted to change your vote. So you might want, if, if you're against it, then you would want to vote no. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm voting no. Yeah. You okay. vote no. Okay. Councilor Tilton. No. Rampitz. No. Dobos. No. Labrie. No. Roy. All right. Big grabby. <laughs>
<clears throat> number five. Liz, are you still there? Are you still on Zoom? Yes. Okay. Uh, five, six, and seven. Commercial vehicles excluded on Hampshire Street. Commercial vehicles excluded on Britain Street. Commercial vehicles excluded on New Ludlow Road. Uh, uh, south of the Hadley Town Line, commercial vehicles excluded. These have all been approved by the state. Is, is that correct? Yes, they were the ones requested through the town of South Hadley. Um, and they were submitted to the state and approved. And so this is the completion of their truck exclusion because of the way that our roads and theirs are conducted. Okay. Any, any questions or comments? Yeah, I want to thank uh, Superintendent Batista and, and City Engineer Douglas, I mean, excuse me, Doug Ellis, in regards to making sure that these roads were part of the South Hadley plan for commercial vehicles. Exclusion. Um, this is a big deal for Ward 9. Um, I was speaking with some residents today and they're very happy that this is um, taking place and um, it's going to make the neighborhood more safe and uh, less congested because there were problems with commercial vehicles that were going up these streets. So thank you, Superintendent Batista. And um, we appreciate your hard work. Thank you. Let's see, we'll go to number five. Commercial vehicles excluded Hampshire Street, entire length. Commercial vehicles excluded. Motion approved. Yeah. You wanna speak on any of these? Or? Yeah. Just public okay, Mr. Chairman. Actually, uh, Mrs. B. Avenue lives near here. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, Lisa B. Avenue, 34 Everett Street. I I'm really thrilled to see these also. In the bigger picture, I mean, this is good because of the truck lanes that they're creating. But in the bigger picture of the dialogue, and you guys know I've been talking about that big picture for a long time now, with what's happening on our roadways, with the fatalities, um, whether it's pedestrians or not, we've had a, a house hit, we have to be looking at this big picture um, and have a plan of how we have traffic moving through this city. So this is a, an excellent um, kickoff to get in the right direction, because I know many of you counselors have, have been quoted in the paper saying, what do we do? How do we get people involved? Well, these are the kind of things that we have to think about. We have to think about beyond, you know, looking both ways to cross the street or just traffic aisle, you know, the, the traffic tables or just the rapid flashing devices. We have to be thinking about things like this, how we're moving traffic through the city. So I, I think this is great. So. Thank you. Councilor Stillerton? Yes. Rampitz? Yes. Dobos? Yes. Bree? Yes. Roy? Yes.
Number six. Read it from here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I can read it from here. Commercial vehicles excluded Britain Street from Oncom Street westerly to the South Hadley Town Line. Commercial vehicles excluded. Motion to approve. On the, yeah, I just have a question to our superintendent, through the chair to the superintendent. Uh, Liz, I don't think you were there a few years ago. Uh, I had some streets that I brought up uh, for uh, commercial vehicles excluded, and the state did a study, and because 3 or 5% of the uh, traffic was truck traffic, they turned me down. Uh, for that, I don't know if you recall that. If you if you were there, it was maybe eight years ago. No. Uh, is that something I, I should refile, or are they rethinking their uh, decisions on the number of uh, vehicles that are already using the road as truck traffic? Um, is that just they, a question? Just because I know I'm going to get that question in my ward. So that they still use the same standards. So what they base it on is that if trucks are using that as a normal route and you have a significant number based on the amount of traffic, that means that is that that is a route for truck traffic. In this case, um, the consultant that South Hadley hired, they did a traffic study and they counted vehicles and we did it on the Chicopee side. And based on all of the data, they were able to determine that they it it met the requirements to provide the truck exclusion. Now, I wasn't here for your request, but we have done them on Pendleton with Councillor Tillotson. We did the truck exclusions there. Um, so the standards are still the same. Unfortunately, I mean, you can we try to submit, um, maybe traffic has changed, you know, and you might just if, if they were to come up and we found that the amount of traffic and number of trucks and the percentages fall within the standards, then we could potentially, you know, be successful in that truck exclusion. Right. But am I correct to assume that the more trucks that are already using it, the less chance you have yes. of getting it passed? Yes, okay. because it means that, that that is the main route for trucks and that an alternative route wouldn't be the, the best. Thank you. Yep. Councillor Tillotson. Well, hold on. I mean, okay. Yes. Just wanted to make sure. Go ahead. Sorry. Councillor Tillotson. Yes. Crampett. Yes. Sobo. Yes. Labrie. Yes. Roy. Yes. These streets have been in the works for five or four or five years now. South Harley got them, so that's how they gave, they gave them the wrong all next to each other. And for the record, no one was for uh, public. I didn't realize we had to have public input on in every item. Yeah. So we had, it at the beginning, we gave anybody who had anything to say, said it. This is something yeah. new to me that we, we have a, a public input on in every item. Well, you know, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Seven and last. Commercial vehicles excluded New Ludlow Road from Icon Street, Westerly to the South Hadley Town Line. Commercial vehicles excluded. That's part of the same same group there. All, all those five, six, and seven. All for all. Uh, 
part of a study that was done. Sal uh, uh, Hadley did it, so it's hard to, ref to not allow us to do it. So yeah, they did allow us to do it. So. Yeah, Councilor Tillotson? Yes. Rapids? Yes. Dobos? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Roy? Yes. All right, I'm leaving. You guys have a good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Yep, thanks. Motion to approve the minutes, February 15th, 2023. So moved. Motion to adjourn. Please call the roll. Call the roll. Councilor Tillotson? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Sobos? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Roy? Yes. And motion to adjourn. Please call the roll. Councilor Tillotson? Yes. Krampitz? Yes. Sobos? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Roy? I got to throw those out. Thank you. I'll